Welcome to Live with Domery Podcast here at Domery Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible episodes every single week that will leave you inspired and always wanting to come back for more. Today's podcast is sponsored by Prevenex Neurofi Plus, plant-based vegan protein protein shakes. It also comes with a package on the go and all of the supplements you can possibly need. Look at them on their Instagram at P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X, Prevenex, and get your healthy day started the best way with Prevenex on your side. Today's guest is Patricia Love. And we are going to be talking to her about her new book that is published by Taylor Bregner, the owner of Authors United Publishing and Marketing Company. Patricia's book is called Seen and Unheard, A Little Girl's Journey from Silence to Empowerment. Stay tuned for Patricia to come on live with us in just a second on Apple and Spotify. So today is season three, episode 40. For all of you that would love to listen to this podcast over and over and over, if you missed the first part or the middle or the ending, you can just download it and get it right straight to your phone. So, Patricia, I am so excited. I know that we spoke earlier, and your life is just a little bit of a whirlwind right now in the excitement of your new book. And I have already shown it to everybody. Let's do it again, though. Seen and unheard. Yeah. A Little Girl's Journey from Silence to Empowerment. This is a very striking cover. Thank you. Very striking. Beautiful and quite powerful. Yeah, that, that's what I was going for because it was just so me, especially just everybody trying to silence me. You know, I love that. and But I love that it's black and white, and I love the beauty of shh. Yeah. Tell so me it's where power, it's powerful and empowering all at the same time. So true. I just got the chills. Oh my gosh. So tell me how one, where did you come up with the cover? How did you your creative mind come up with such a powerful cover for a book? Um, you know, it's interesting. I didn't really come up with it until I started writing the book. Uh, because sometimes, you know, everything I think evolves the way it's supposed to evolve. And I, at first I actually had a different name for it and everything. And, and I was kind of like stuck in it a little bit, like, oh, I want it to be this. And then like, as the book evolved and I became more vulnerable, uh, things just kind of changed. So um, I, it was just kind of during the middle of it and I was talking to my editor and, and I just said, you know what? I just, uh, I just was seen and not heard. And she's like, bingo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's it, except we're going to do Unheard. So it was, that was cool on the, on the actual topic, but the, then that's how the cover came about. Because then I always wear lipstick, I, I'm a bright red lipstick girl, mm-hmm. and I wanted that to be part of it, because that to me was powerful. And I used it in a way to mask a lot of things when I was going through a lot of stuff. 
But of course, now I don't use it to mask anything, but I just always loved it. And I thought it was their red lips, their pink lips are powerful. Yes, there you go, girl. <laughs> They're powerful and they they show confidence in so much, in so many ways. And so I felt it was important to have that confident woman being shushed a little bit. So it just kind of came naturally after the, after the title kind of evolved. So that's how it kind of came in. And I've been so thrilled with it. I love it. I, I mean, I love looking at my own book. <laughs> so. I, well, why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. it, it's from your entire life's journey. You yeah. share so much of your life in this book. And I have literally dog-eared and highlighted so many things that have related to my own personal struggles as a young girl, a young woman to, you know, where I am today in my career. And I, you know, and I believe that everybody struggles. And it's the fact that you put it out there in such a rawness that is why it became a number one bestseller. So yeah, well, well, thank you because that was what was important to me was I wanted to tell my story, but I also knew that my stories would get other people to think about their own stories. My stories won't be exactly like their stories, but it helps them reflect on it. And I just think it's so important that we all know, everybody understands that we're not alone out there. We all have stories that suck sometimes, you know, and we just have to move through them. But uh, I was I'm very happy the way it's reflected on a lot of people who contacted me and said, oh my God, you actually maybe think more about my life and reflect on what I'm doing. And that's really the intention of why we have writers and poets and historical documentaries and the power of a story. Stories have been told for centuries. Yeah. Before there was even words. There was just drawings right. on the caves. Right. Right. And it yeah. was a story is a powerful thing. And when you have a voice and you want to really tell the world how you feel with vulnerability, then you've got power. Yeah, and you know, vulnerability is a key word there because it's for so many women, it's so hard to be vulnerable. It um, is. In so many ways. I mean, you know, in, 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 the, in life, you know, they may be vulnerable with, when they're by themselves or with somebody they're really, really close to, um, but a lot of even those people hold on to things inside. I know I did. I, I held on to everything because I had to be tough. I had to be strong. I had to keep moving, you know. So as I, I talk about in the book, I, I carried a bag around with me and stuffed it full of crap. <laughs> it got fuller and fuller. You know how heavy those bags can get. And now you've transformed that bag full of years of crap and laughter and love throughout your journey. And you have... Put it and transformed it into yes. seen and unseen, excuse me, seen and unheard yeah. through your yeah. life story. So everybody take a good look at this book because I want you to go out right now and order it immediately. <laughs> yeah, it will change a lot of people's lives. You know, I just really believe that because I, I, I wrote it with my heart. I wrote it, again, like you said, raw and uh, vulnerability that I never had. I mean, this actually took me to another level of vulnerability when writing this book. So as much as you work on your life, you know, honestly, continually, it's never ends. It never ends. You're continually working on it. And that's the beauty of everything, right, in life is that, 
growth and lessons and, 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 and learning. Because when I stop, oh my God, that means I'm dead, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to die. Not yet. No, I don't want to die. No way. <laughs> I want to keep growing. Exactly. And, you know, I have to say as a fellow author like you, um, with two books, I have Living with Phantoms the scariest side of my story, and then I have Finding the Sun Through the Clouds. And it they are both raw and authentic, and I bring you through a journey of hell, suicide, thoughts, not believing in myself, not feeling womanly at all, not feeling like I ever had a voice when I actually had a voice, but I listened to too many people chattering on what I should have been. Right, we right? Have outside influences that that make us believe that we're not good enough, and we, we are up. good enough, and we are good enough. But they're trying to continually marginalize and dismiss and look, you know, overlook things, and it can be just the subtlest of things that people do that you know amazingly make you feel like shit. To be honest, they make you feel bad. They make you feel not good enough when it's not true. It's not true. And I love that you, I, thank you for publishing this book, for one. Thank you for being honest, because it is so relatable. Thank you. Um, and I know that this book will be seen, and I hope that this book is really picked up when you're in 11th grade, and you have to read a book about life before you're heading off to college, and you really have to make a self evaluation moving yeah. forward before you can take that next big journey in life like I really believe this is one of going to be one of those books you know thank you for saying that because honestly I my goal is to I love motivating women but I also want to motivate these kids uh, and, and I want them to see that maybe maybe just a few words that I say or talk about if it helps them move through a few things because we're all going to have stuff happen to us, right? We're all going to have life yeah. stuff and obstacles no matter what you do. But if you can learn to move through them and, and hopefully, you know, there's parents that actually out there that really listen to this and read this book too, because there's a part in there is about my childhood that, you know, not understanding you, you as a child, you learn what you live, right? So and true. You have no idea until you get into those teenage years and those young adult years when stuff comes at you and you're like, well, I didn't learn this. What do I do? And then you make mistakes and behaviors like, like mine, like sex, sex, drugs and drugs and rock and roll came about, <laughs> you know, because I just didn't know how to handle it. I didn't have the tools. Yeah. And, but you know what? That was a whole nother generation, Patricia, that we both grew up in. That was, it was hard knocks. Like it was you're 18, get a job. You're 16, get a job. You make some money, pay your own bills, buy your own car. And when you're heading off to college, goodbye, we love you. Come visit <laughs> us when you can. Present, my graduation present from, uh, from my parent from high school was a suitcase. <laughs> there you go. Some of us, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have anyone paying for my school. I didn't have anyone paying for my car. And like today is a whole new world, and yeah. I'm gonna say I'm a, I am a very good mom, but I am a very was a very bad mom in the beginning with young children. I was a helicopter mom, which is the worst. <laughs> well, you learn, right? You know, I learned. You learn. 
yeah, I learned. I learned a lot. So let's get into perfect way, right? There's no nothing's perfect. No. And you know what? If life was perfect, what would be the point? There would there would be no point because we wouldn't learn anything because it'd already be perfect. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I mean I I love being imperfectly perfect, to be honest with you. Now it's just you know, just my imperfections are are me. Yeah, you know, and I love it now. You know, twenty years ago, I hated every every piece of it. But you know, it's and if nothing else, I would love for women and girls to really see that imperfections are beautiful, and the scars and the crap that happens to you, and then own it, and then bring it, and then embrace them, and give yourself grace. Yeah, embrace them because it took me a long time. To figure my crap out, unfortunately, and and so that thus the book got written. But you I know, you know I, it took me probably forty nine years to figure my shit out. Oh, bingo! That's about that's about you know about fifty years, fifty three years into it. So yeah, and uh, and and I know of there's some young girls out there and people that are that are just agonizing, like what's wrong with me? You know what's doing? And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. You just need to stop and pause and. And look at your behaviors and see what you can do because you can learn from those things, you know. And I think that's the key is being open. Be open to learning something new. Thank be you. Open. And you're going to be shocked at, you know, all the stuff around you like, whoa, I didn't even see this. Because you're so on a hamster wheel, right? Because in this, in this day and age, everybody's on a hamster wheel. going go round and round. Well, yeah, and let's talk about that hamster wheel a little bit because we were earlier this morning. I always do a pre phone call before my podcast, and we were both laughing at each other because neither one of us had makeup on, and we both had a coffee in our hand. And I'm like, "Yep, this is me right here. No fake lashes, no blush, no concealer." Da 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 da. We started laughing, and I said to you, "I'm gonna put that on my story before I even go on the podcast today." So I did, and it is the fact of, okay, we have filters, yes. We have bright lights that make your face look better. Yes, that's called production and, you know, moving through the the video world of, you know, doing podcasts, of doing shows and television, and that's all great, but... Let's get back down to business and let's get back to humanity. And yeah, nobody wakes up looking like this. Nobody wakes up looking like, oh my God, I scare myself some days. But that's okay. This is who I am. This is me. You know, I'm good. You know, and I think that's what the beauty of everything is, is is really when you start being aware of yourself and, and, and liking parts of you and embracing them. Yeah. You you feel good about it. It's you've got to get over that though. That that's the hardest part for women is getting over that. Oh my god! Or I, oh, I have a spot here. Or I have a pimple there. I'm like yeah, well we all do, you know. And just really realizing it, it's okay. And saying that to yourself, it's okay to be imperfect. In fact, if you were perfect, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> and there's no perfect in the world. No, I'm no, sorry. There's no such word. But everybody's wants to strive for that and this is what's so confusing is like there is no such thing so you're striving for something that's impossible 
There is no perfection. So what I always would like to say to every young girl today, especially in the world of Instagram, cosmetics, you name it, clothing, whatever it may be, don't focus on what that picture is. Focus on what your aspects are, what you have, what you have to bring. Because the one thing that is perfect in the world is you, as you are. Yeah, you know what, when you say that, it reminds me of, that's why stopping and kind of pausing and kind of stepping off that hamster wheel for even two minutes a day periodically, is you can start becoming aware of who you are and how beautiful you really are. And what celebration and, and how you need to celebrate all the stuff that you've been doing that are fabulous and wonderful that you forget about. Mm -hmm. So many, I, I can't tell you, I have many coaching clients right now that I have to remind them all the time, celebrate yourself. You just did this, this, this. And they go, oh, you're right, I did. And they then they start feeling better and more confident, right? Because right. they realize, well, God, yes, I did do that. I said, well, celebrate that. That's what's cool. It, so, you know, we need to remind ourselves to do that because we don't do it enough. We don't. We don't. I celebrate myself all the time. I, I told you earlier uh, that I was, I'd asked you how long the podcast was, right? And then I said, wait a minute. Heck with that. I'm going to do a self-care day. I'm going to stay the, I'm going to stay an extra night at this hotel because I had, a, I was supposed to, you know, it's, you know, leave. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm going to stay an extra day and take care of myself because I deserve it. I'm going to celebrate. Good for you. So Good for you. You have to do that. Yeah. I love that. Good for you. All right. So let's get on the subject of this incredible book. If you are now just joining us, we are in the middle of an interview with the number one bestseller, Patricia Love, and her new book, Seen and Unheard. Her journey from a little girl's journey to silence, from, from silence to empowerment. And if you look at this photo, it's pretty <laughs> impactful right here. So let's get into this because I asked you this morning to please read this one passage from your book. And it is on page 36 and it's number five, comma, yeah. but I'll let you read it from here. Great. Well, thank you because actually number five, you know, it's so funny you picked that number because five is like my favorite number. You know, I don't know. It's just, this is the number. But it, I in, in my book, I would put a poem uh at the beginning of every chapter, just the the way I was feeling and thinking um, at that time. So this is what where this this one came from, and it's, it starts with becoming what they wanted. Um, I feel stuck right in the middle of guilt and circumstances, part shame, part blame, the ultimate self sabotage, where the montage of life and the mirage of my future are caught in between a moment of truth. All I can remember on one hand is inside a barrage of my past faults leading to the entourage of my future. And on the others, outside, a collage of sticky conditions which made me act out of character. I was helpless. I had no one for succor. So here I am, caught in between then and hereafter, trapped in my own espionage, my camouflage of the statisticity unmasked. I feel stuck right in the middle of guilt and circumstances, my precise of now dislodged, self-sabotaged. 
and that's by T. Kakawala. So it's I, I, so that's powerful. How I, felt. I just felt I was self-sabotaging and, and in the middle I was masked up, you know, never knowing which way to go. So, you know, and I like the word that you just used, masked up, because when we're little, we're told you can do anything. When we're little, we're told never give up. When we're little, we're like, what do you want to be? And most of us, we have no clue. We're asked to set first grade, yeah. second grade, third grade, fifth grade. You know, and um, I remember my son Joseph saying, I want to be the garbage man. And I was like, the garbage man? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, go make your own garbage company and make lots of money and exactly. be the garbage man. And, but we are put down from that point of 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Wait, what do you mean you want to be a doctor? Yeah. How are you going to get through school? What's yeah, going on? Yeah. Then, yeah. So what happened to the praise and the, and the glamour of you can be anything you want, and then you've got chitter-chatter constantly from friends, from foes, from work environment from people that don't even know you giving you advice which do they have proof why can't you do that so yeah. I've now been in the last you know 15 years of my life I'm like really you say I can't do it yes, watch me show you. <laughs> right so that whole poem that I just had that you just read was so empowermentful that it is just it's incredible, and this is where we really need to learn moving forward in today's world, and that's why I believe this book really needs to be in the schools. Oh, wow. Thank you. Truly. It's, yeah. Beca uh, especially for the young women Yeah. in today's society, and men need to read it because men need to understand you've yeah. got to stop putting us down. Yeah, you got to stop dismissing, marginalizing us making us feel bad. Yes. Uh, it, it's uh, that we're not good enough. And they do it in such subtle ways. You know, I, I talk about... Well, let's, let's, not, let's not say all men because there are men oh, that uh, are like yeah, the there's, ultimate there's man. Out there. There are, there are, but there are, there are a few that still feel like they can push us down. Yeah, and I, but I think some don't even realize that they're doing it, to be honest. That they, Very in true. In some ways, they were brought up to uh, in a way that they sometimes don't know any better either so it needs to be taught to both genders all genders to realize to, and, and i want to use the word instead of taught to genders it's respecting humans it's respecting all people whether you're or you know whatever gender you are it doesn't matter it's just a respect for the individual person and a human being and animals are the same thing too because i'm a big animal lover but just respect Mm -hmm. And if we could just show respect to everyone, then you wouldn't marginalize people. So true. You wouldn't dismiss them. And it, it's, and I talk about this, and 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 because I was, you know, there was a couple of instances in my twenties that I was raped, but I was also beaten up. And I will have to say that uh, the, the the beating up, breaking a bone, or being whatever, those heal. But the words that people used at me, towards me, through the years, stuck. 
those are really hard to heal from because they get into your subconscious and they just every night and you're you're alone or something you just think to yourself god what why am i not good enough but i am you have this actually a chatter but i am good enough that's what somebody said but they said i'm not good enough but negativity sticks more than positivity unfortunately and that is a sad thing and i'm sorry that you were raped and i'm sorry that you went through all of what you went through which is traumatic within itself and i am so proud of you for being able to stand here today with me and announce that because it's important it's so important so important and let's please can we focus a little bit on that subject because i am part of a team of called badass do-gooder women and men, and we are all a league that brought together through Seek Smith, and I need to introduce you to her. She is all about what has happened tragically in your life and how you have turned your life around. And that's what you have done. But you still feel that, that you still have deep down inside of you that horror of what happened to you and but now you can teach it and you can and you can bring these women up to a next level of their life to empower themselves to literally beat the shit out of that man if he thinks he's going to take you down and rape you you know and And even if you you can't you know and and uh, is it you're still enough um and this is the key to this and also to be honest the key to moving forward uh, for me and everybody what i teach in my coaching practice is forgiveness uh and it's not forgiving the act it's forgiving that person because they know not what they do uh because honestly i don't know what their story is everybody has a story he could have been raped himself exactly Uh, i don't know that for facts and so they they just sometimes don't know what they do. And they don't. It's like my father or my my mother who was an alcoholic, she did all these crazy things, but she didn't know what she was doing either. You know, I was just kind of got stuck in the middle. And so you've got to learn to forgive those things. And I will never ever say forget because so many people say, well, how can you do that? So I'm not forgetting anything that happened. I'm just forgiving so I personally can grab my energy and take it back. And move forward because people don't realize how much energy they're put towards hatred it just is the worst thing you could possibly do and it takes years away from your own personal life it truly and, does and it really yeah. starts within the home of the parents of the child yes but the child is the child is reliving what is seen and heard within the home that is why this book has to be in the schools. And so I would, be, I would be on your publishing, your publisher's butt, saying, "Get this in the schools today." It needs to be probably sixth or seventh grade, probably eighth, because of some content. Yes. But moving forward, this book is going to have young. 13, 14 year old boys going into college and going into the next stage of high school or over unit overseas is called college and then university. So in these aspects, they can learn both sides of the story. Yeah. And I think it's important for both. 
again, like we talked about both genders or, or just people in general to understand what they do without even knowing it. Because that's part of my story is that my parents really didn't know what they were doing to me as I was coming up. They just knew what they knew. Mm -hmm. You know, what my dad's story was horrific, but I didn't know, figure that out. Of course, and that's what you were just talking about earlier is as a child, you know, they tell you can do anything and do this and do that. And you, and you feel so ambitious and excited and everything you do is great. And then you get into teenage years and the schools and everybody's bullying and you get bullied or you're, you know, you get attacked and then you get afraid and, and it just, it becomes another cycle. And, but if you were taught young enough to learn that, wait a minute, you are good enough and the, you are going to run into people that are haters. You're going to run into people, always. you know, always, no matter what. But if you could learn that young enough and just, and even if it didn't, what I found that even if I didn't have that situation right at the time, if I had had the tools, I would have remembered, like, wait a minute, somebody taught me that if I do this, I can counteract that. So I would have that rather than going, oh my God, what do I do? I guess I'm just not good enough. I should, no, I, I can't go for that because I'm stupid. It's just that kind of thing you don't want. And so I am encouraging and I, I really want to motivate young girls and, and, and teach them that in, in the schools or wherever they may be is that you need these tools because this shit's going to happen probably. Maybe not all of it, but a version of it. Exactly. And, you know, unfortunately, I have to say that I've shared many of those circumstances just like you. And I'm sure at least 80% of the women in the world have shared one or all of these circumstances in the world. And that's why this book is so powerful um, of the fact of from the age of two, I was born extremely ill with asthma and I had to stay back in second grade because I could not keep up with school with how sick I was. And I literally have been drugged and sick my entire life. Honest, like, for 100% truth right. and kids were mean they're like you're stupid oh you have to have special classes oh well you had to stay back a year so you're not our friend and you're just dumb and when you hear that at such a young age of you know second grade third grade fourth grade and it carries with you because they don't let it go no they don't let it go and it carries with you until you're at any age you know, I mean, 50s, 60s, you can still feel that. You still feel yeah. that pain. You still you feel that, feel am that I strong pain. enough? Yeah, and so, you know, but when you get the tools, at least you can, when those triggers happen, it's like, wait a minute, I got the tool. I can do this. You know, I can do this. That's not real. That's not real. It's not real. Yeah. But we got to learn and teach everybody exactly. how to handle these situations. Exactly. And that is why I wrote my books this is why you wrote this book. And this book right. is called Seen and Unheard, A Little Girl's Journey from Silence to Empowerment by Patricia Love. So this is a book that I believe every mother should be buying for their young daughter or their young son. So yes. there's another part in this book that really hit me like a ton of bricks, Patricia. I have okay. to put my glasses on everybody because okay. I can't see yeah, I small. Got, I got my on. All right, it is on page um, X1 and it is called The Smoke Screen of Perfection. 
Wow. I, I highlighted a few parts in this. I was placing all my negative thoughts, past traumas, setbacks, anxiety into eternal soup, internal suitcase that kept expanding and getting heavier day by day. The luggage that baggage around with me everywhere I went. Then it was getting heavy. It was getting heavy. Then, oh my God, this part got like hit me like a ton of bricks again. I covered my pain with my lipstick. We just where did I put it? With yep. my lipstick right here that we all do as women to make me feel better throughout the temporarily I did help temporarily it did help make me feel lighter and in the mindset of a madness so tell me to the audience because that Patricia that made me cry the first time that I read it and that really made me understand why I am so determined and so powerful within myself to never let someone make me feel like that again so how how Please explain to us how you wrote it, how you felt when you were writing it, and how do you feel today about that paragraph? Well, honestly, it was it was hard writing this book, by the way. It was it was hard in general, whether it be that piece, lots of pieces. I really was not expecting the emotions uh, that came out when I started writing. I thought, oh, it's, I've had this book in me. I need to put it out there. And the, but the whole lipstick thing was because when I was uh, 16, 15 or 16, my parents put me into modeling school and to, to look good and be pretty and, you know, that whole thing again, you know. So I felt like, you know, and I'd always get accolades when I was modeling and dressed up and looked good. So that was kind of the start of that. But I also turned to when I started gathering all these, like, like the rapes or uh, deaths or the different things, it was like, the what, how I felt good was when I put that lipstick on. It was like, I'm going to put this lipstick on. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to put my shoulders back. I'm going to stand up straight, and I'm going to go for it because I'm going to stuff all that crap into my baggage. I'm just going to be a tough, tough woman, strong woman. I hate to say it, but I would be a tough bitch. And, you know, and just show on the outside that I can do anything. But on the inside, I was crying like a, like a baby, um, and especially when I would get home at, at night and the sets after getting done. And, and, and honestly, I would never even really take my lipstick off. I would wear that all the time. It, it wasn't one of those things. I would come home and put more lipstick on because mm -hmm. I was even trying to cover my own hurts up, my own behaviors, my own thing. I just And for me, that was just kind of a tool for me to, to move forward while I was going through this hell that I didn't really understand completely uh, because I was just being thrown all, all these kinds of things. And it was like, I'll just put my lipstick on. I look good. People say I look good. I want to keep on going. That must be, must be the, how it, I must be it. So I can't let anybody see me without lipstick. That was one of the big things. And, uh, but I became very vulnerable during writing that, writing that out, that particular one, because realizing and it makes you think of every piece that you did put in that baggage. Because when you start writing things out, and there was a lot of stuff that was not put in the book, to be honest, because it just was going to get 
way too big. And I didn't want my first book to be that <laughs> crazily big. But it was like, uh, my editor says, you know, you don't need that too. I said, I know, but so much shit's happened to me, <laughs> you know? you know. That's just going to be book number two. I know, right? So I, it was like I wanted to vomit everything, you know? Honestly, I wanted to like, oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it made me feel... Um, it made me feel powerful when I put the lipstick out. Now, to today's world, I I put that lipstick on still every single day. Me too. I to, I, but I totally do it for a different reason because I took the time to figure out why, why and how I was feeling and why I was doing that lipstick and why I felt this way because I was never allowing my feelings to feel. I was never allowing myself to feel. Bottom line, even when I was home by myself, I wasn't allowing myself because that would be too vulnerable. Oh my God, I don't want you know, I don't want anybody to think I even feel this way. They might get it through the universe or something, you know. Right. I, I just didn't want anybody to catch on, so I would put this mask on with the lipstick. But today, being vulnerable has changed my life in a lot of ways. Now, am I still a tough little cookie? Yes. Of you know? course you are. <laughs> you know, but I now more understanding and more vulnerable and I put that lipstick on with a pride you know what it's like you know I put it on and I'm like you know what I feel good not only in outside but I feel good inside and for me it was inner peace finding my inner peace and so a lot of people say well they want abundance you know everybody wants abundance right my whole thing was abundance of inner peace and everything else just came along with it exactly but when you feel it at peace Mm -hmm. And it, within yourself, which is what I feel now, I feel blessed and grateful and with full of gratitude and appreciation because I put the I put it on with the badge of honor now in my lipstick, and the, and the brighter the better. I love that, and I love that you have accepted that, and that is your superpower. Yes, yes, that's your superpower. Yeah. We don't I need a cape. I suspect I need to get a, make a lipstick called Superpower. Superpower or something. I'm like, how do I turn my favorite Chanel lipstick into see, saying Domery or yeah, Love Domery? I don't know, but lipstick is powerful. It is. It, it, there's something, it's so funny. It's just something about it that, that makes you feel good externally. But if, and then if you have everything and where you're feeling good internally, it's like you can shine like a diamond. Right. Um, and because honestly, I believe that all of us are a diamond in the rough mm -hmm. and just need to be polished up here and there. And we just start shining our own brilliance. And, and, I, and let I me just say, up. it's not just women that need to be polished up. Men. Oh, it's men too. You need to be polished up just yeah. as well. Yeah, and I th I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we do always talk about women. And it is important because men play such a huge part in all of this because they are people and persons and, and uh, genders, and we need to all come together, like I mentioned earlier, with respect for one another. So they need to become aware to understand what we're going through, the same thing that we didn't understand to be respectful of what they're going through. Because, you know, they they just don't always know. It's like the, the book Venus and Mars, right? Right. They're, we're opposite. 
and we need to either embrace those those uh, differences and and look at things and respect them and respect them both because they're all very strong. We're, well, all very strong. no wonder why there's a male and a female. Exactly. Because we were brought into this world for whichever religion you believe or how you believe we got here. The power of the woman, the female, the mammal, right? We're the only ones that can give birth in life. So that makes us the all-powerful. You think? Right up here. <laughs> that, that, that's... Men, if they had to have a baby, now I have not had a baby, but just I can imagine if men had to have a baby, they, they would, it would not be good. <laughs> uh, well, they were not designed to have a baby, but no. they were designed to be able to make us get pregnant mm -hmm. by pure design to right. be able to create this beautiful life. Right. But without that... We wouldn't have life. That's why there is man and woman. But man was designed to protect and to care and cherish and honor. Women were designed to have the ultimate power of beauty and wisdom and carry birth as well as be the matriarch of right. every household every generation right. and that matriarch is not someone that sits down in the shadows in a uh no. that matriarch is someone that is sits forward here hello i'm domery deshays patricia hello i'm patricia love that's right we were born with so much power within ourselves that that's where we need to get back to today. And women are now doing it. They're now, we can it. stand yeah. side by side with a man extremely equally. Mm -hmm. Equally. Equally. Accept them, they accept us. You build an empowerment together. Correct. And this is where our new generation needs to start learning. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. It was awesome because it's so true. It is just bringing those superpowers together, mm -hmm. really, and, 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 and creating one, well, actually two powers together and making that superpower. And you can be, and when you see that, and I do see it in some people in some mm -hmm. marriages or some uh, relationships or whatever, and when it happens, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. And it's respectful, and it and, and it's that it, it's so rare that I see this, but when I do, I have to acknowledge it. And um, so that's what we all need to get to: is respect and understanding of, of one another, and it's respecting our differences and and loving our scars, and um, and just moving forward into a beautiful equality place, which is I think is 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 vital for uh, for us to to live in the future. It we have truly to be, is. Have to be considered equal and powerful together. Um, and here's the thing. Every single person has that power within themselves to do that. To, they just, 
needs to be ignited because some people will say, well, no, that's that's that somebody else can do that. Don Ray, you can do that. Oh, Patricia Love, you can do that. No, no, no. Anybody listening on this podcast can do this. Because everybody, I Don Marie, but I was one of those women back in the day, like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then finally, when I finally said, wait a minute, I got that power. I'm just going to find it and I'm going to ignite that sucker and I'm going to and move forward. And it's done in a beautiful way because we're also here for purpose. Yes. We're here. We're here to help others. And I, what I really wanted to do and what I've done and what I'm, you know, is turning my mess into my message. And I love that. And that's a beautiful, beautiful way that you just said that. So could you please repeat that one more time? What, right, that I wanted to, oh, by purpose? <laughs> well, everybody has purpose. No, no, no. How you turned what you thought was your mess. Oh, yes. Okay. So, you know, I wanted to turn my mess into my message. And that is and, a beautiful statement. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I'm doing. And uh, it's important for me to help others, uh, to coach others, to be the, the brilliant person they are, uh, to shine. Um, and because everybody can, they just need motivation, um, encouragement, inspiration, and, and then knowing that they can empower themselves. Because unfortunately, you can't do it. I can't talk about it all day long and I can give you tools. I can do everything, right? Just but like it's up to you to take that's the right. action you after you've learned. That's right. You have to make the decision. I'm going to do this. Exactly. And when you make that decision, it's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did because then two years from now, you know, like you're so much farther ahead because you'll always be growing, right? We'll always be doing. Always. And always. And that's the beauty of it. I love, I mean, I'm learning from you today. I'm growing <laughs> today. I mean, seriously, I, you know, like, I'll get off this and I'll like think back, you know, of all our, our thoughts and our talk and our talk today. And I'll be saying, oh my God, this is what I learned from this. And this is what I learned from that. I'm saying, this is, so to me, that excites me. And that is the power of telling your truth and speaking it. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Not, you know, I say that, you know, there's some people, women are saying to me, yeah, but I don't want to be that bitch. Like, there's nothing to do with that. They say, well, if, they t if I'm too powerful, they'll think, of it. no, 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 there's nothing to do with that. This is just empowering your own personal voice to where you need to be heard and what you feel to be good. You don't have to be banging your fist up against anything and, and walking the streets. You just need to want to ignite your own power so that you feel good about you and build your own confidence. That's what it is. It's exactly. feeling confident that you can do anything you want to do. And every one of you can out there. Every one of you can. Exactly. Everybody. Every single person. There's one other part. Um, there's so many parts of your book, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go to one more yeah, that I absolutely loved. It's page eight. And you titled it Imprints. Oh. And it says Imprints. Because of the bullies at such a young age and constantly hearing belittling words at home that outgoing, you know, the little girl became the introvert. I found myself waiting to please any everyone so what happened at that point in your life that you wrote uh, that well because 
one one instance really made a difference in my life. And this, it's a, believe it or not, I was like three years old. And, three years uh, old. Yeah. Um, and I remember so happy. I was just had my birthday and I got in a doodal and I was skipping down uh, the the. I was downtown Spokane with my mom on one side and my and my sister on the other side, and this um, I was just we were, I thought we were just really happy and blah. So I was excited. And I was very outgoing, and my this lady, this lovely black lady, comes up and apparently she stops. And I remember this. She leans down and she says, "You are such a beautiful child." And I said, "Yes." And did you notice my long eyelashes? You know, typical three-year-old, right? You know, and then and I said, right after that, I said to her, and why are you so black? And the lady was the kindest, most nicest person. Well, first off, she said, you know, yes, you do have beautiful lashes. And I'm, I'm black because I was born that way. Well, then, thank yous for saying you, whatever. We walked down the street. My mother turned, we got around the corner. My mother stopped me, leaned down with that finger in my face and says to me, if you ever speak like that, speak out like that again, you're to be seen and not heard. Never do that again. It was like, it was so impactful that I still remember driving home scared to death. My sister, who was 10 years older than me, and passed, but she put her arm around me knowing how I felt. And that's, that's when I really believe I've started becoming an introvert because I felt if I was scared to say anything, anymore because I might say the wrong thing. But you did not say the wrong thing. You were three years, old, three years old. And this was the first time that someone complimented you and you responded as a child saying, why are you so dark? Yeah, that, and the beautiful part, yeah. and the beautiful part was the woman was so inspirational kind. and kind to you that she said, I was born that way. There was no negativity there whatsoever. It was a young child, a grown adult, having a moment. And in that moment, instead of being punished, you should have been, I'm proud of you for saying that. Exactly. But but that was my mother. She was an alcoholic. So, you know, she, you know, had her own thoughts and her own negativities and her own stories. And, of course, I didn't know that. Right, um, I you know, but you find out later on in life, and but that's what, but that's how it starts. It can be something very little that people say, "Oh, I wouldn't remember that." I remember it as plain as day, and uh, it's surprising to some people, but I remember it because it was just such an impactful thing. But it again made me very cautious about what I said and when I said it because I didn't want to upset my mother or my father. You know, you don't. No, no, we love our parents because we, we, that's what of we course, do. Of course, because. And yeah, that's what we do. So the fact that, you know, I could have hurt her and embarrassed her upset me as a small, small child. So it, it started from there. And then, you know, I would get, a, I get a lot of those things, you know, when my, we would go out like a fancy place. My father would say, you, you sit there and do not fidget. You know, you don't need to be, you don't need to speak. So it's just a constant little things like that, but they really bring on um, and cause later in life to have uh, self-doubt. Yeah. When conflicts happen, mm-hmm. you don't say anything. 
So it affected me in relationships because I didn't want to have any conflict, confrontation, or anything. So it affected me. And there's a lot of women like that, that, you know, they don't want to, you know, have to go into conflicts because in the, in the, for me, until I started looking back and really being aware of my childhood and really understanding and not blaming anybody, mm-hmm. but just understanding, okay, that's where this came from. This is why I'm feeling this way. Okay, as an adult now, I can fix it. As a child, I was, uh, I just, again, was living, learning what I was living, right? Right. But as an adult, I have choices. As an adult, I can say, okay, well, that's not how it is now, and I should be able to fix that. But it sometimes takes uh, a lot of time to, to evolve and that. So that's why it took me so long, because unfortunately, I had to kind of break down or uh, become broken, broken before it actually affected me and, and, and that everything kind of piled on together when I said, that's it, I gotta make a change. But until then, it was like I was on a hamster wheel. I was, why can't I keep a relationship? Oh, because you keep running. Because when everything got bad, just a little so bit. So you like, are, oh, I'm go now. you're fight or flight, just like me. Fight or flight, fight or flight. You know, and I didn't like to fight because I never even saw that. I mean, I was, you know, my, my parents would scold me and, and, and different things, but. I never saw fight fighting or anything talking. It was like my mother always, because my dad was very controlling. He she would always do what he said too. So you know, it was you just learn. And but again, as an adult, I have a choice, and you have to take the time to figure out where those issues are coming from. Why am I fight or fight? Why can't I keep a relationship? Why do I keep spending money? Why do I get in debt and then I make a lot of money and then get in debt and then I make a lot of money? Why do I do that? Yeah. You know. It's Why do I back I- down from an opportunity when it's right in front of my face and it's going to help me? Why yeah. do I take what everyone else says about me and believe it when it's not true? When it's not true. So there's yeah. so many things that young children, young parents, and as of today... Yeah really need to understand, one, before you even engage in the moment of marriage. Yes. You need to truly understand your imperfections and your perfection. Yeah. With the person you're going to marry. Because if you go into a marriage today of any sort, and I mean of any sorts, because a marriage means husband and wife, wife and wife, man and man, a marriage of a business going into partnership, a marriage of friendship. It, you know, the word, marriage is a bigger word than what we actually proclaim the word marriage to be. Oh, it's huge. And I, I never took it seriously, apparently, twice. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is we think... I'm going to get married and it's going to fix everything. Or we think when we get married and have children, things are going to change. He's going to change. She's going to change. No, 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 no. No. You both need to sit down and figure out, this is what I don't like about you. This is what I love about you. And then decide, can we actually live like this in a peaceful environment? Yeah, can we work this together? Right? Not only that... That's the same way you gotta look at your own job. That's the same way you gotta look at your business. That's the same way you looked at how you wrote this book. Right. 
This right. is the same way we have to continue to move forward in caring for ourselves. And like I've always said, and I say it in every interview, and it's extremely powerful, you need to learn how to run your first business as the best CEO and advocate of your life. That's right. Your first business is right here. You. Your That's brain right. yeah. to the bottom of your feet, to the tips of your toes, to the words that come off of your tongue. Until you learn that, which is not taught, by the way. No, it's not taught. Which needs to be brought into the schools. Exactly. I was just thinking about that. Which needs to be told to every single parent that becomes pregnant. Instead of expect what you're expecting when you're pregnant, it should be a whole new verse of how to raise your child. Yeah, I agree. There's so many things that we need to recorrect in the universe of what is expected of a girl, boy, teenager, adult, moving forward, dealing with issues. You know, get to a certain point in your life and don't settle. Don't settle when you're three. If you really want that toy, explain why. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and we have, this is an interesting thing. We just have to... And, and you know, you, you can't, nobody can do it for you. You know, I mean, so many people, can you do this for me? No, no, I can't do this. I can, I can show you and support you and I can do this, but you've got to do it yourself. You've got to go deep and make that decision that I'm going to improve myself. I'm going to suck out all the negatives and bring them all out and put them on the table and say, ooh, I like that about me, but ooh, I don't like that about me. Ooh, should I fix that? Should I say, you know, because that's what I had to do. You have to lay all your cards on the table. But so many people are scared to see their own truth. And that is why... I was scared to see my own. I was scared to see my own. But Patricia, you did it. Yes. This is what the book we are talking about. We are interviewing with Patricia Love today, and her book is called Seen and Unheard, A Little Girl's Journey to Silence, um, from Silence to Empowerment. So we are talking about empowerment today. Patricia has written her entire life story from the age of two up to now, not all of it, because she'll have book two coming out. <laughs> but within this book, there are so many lessons that truly speak to every generation, every new generation, every male and female in the world. Yeah. And that is why you are now a life coach. That is why this book was a number one bestseller. That is why you are so strong and powerful today. Thank you. I'm always a work in progress, though. You know what? Life is always a work in progress. We can always change our mind and chat and say, you were told you can never be an actress. Well, okay, what? fine. Teach me. <laughs> you were told you were the worst speller in the world. I am the worst speller in the world. But I have two books published and one in the middle of publication. It's called Get Yourself an Editor. You know what's so funny about that, what you just reminded me, is that I remember somebody says to me, like when I was younger, says, you can't write with beans. And I'm like, That was me. Yeah. 
show too. You know, again, it's just, it's all, you know, you have to learn to, to finally remove this chatter. Like you can be there because it's almost like, for me, it's almost like, yeah, okay, I'll show you, you know. And sometimes it just puts that little extra oomph on you to like do things and push yourself a little bit more because honestly, everything is just knowledge. It's knowledge. It's knowledge. Everything out there is okay. There's a, I, I'm a big on words, right? And so I, I, I try to choose my words pro properly. But I've learned something that constantly when I hear myself say, "Oh, I can't do that." Oh, comma yet. Thank you. Add the word yet to it. So anybody out there, if you start hearing yourself saying, "Oh my God, I can't write a book," yet. You know, you can't, it's just a matter you haven't gotten the knowledge or you haven't started or you haven't done. It's all about knowledge. Knowledge is power. And it's so funny, everybody, because I didn't finish college and for many reasons. Um, but when I was interested in something, I excelled. When I loved something, I was phenomenal. I get A's. So it's a matter of what you want to put your heart into. If that's what you want to do, then you will be. You know, I mean, how many people didn't think there were going to be any women astronauts? Look, at there's plenty of them now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, is we can do anything we prioritize. Thank we you. To do. Thank you. I love that. If everyone is listening and just joining in right now, we are speaking with Patricia Love, the author of Seen and Unheard, A Little Girl's Journey from Silence to Empowerment. This is the strongest book cover I have ever seen in my entire life. Get your copy today and read all about Patricia's life and how she has become the number one bestseller and a coach to get women and young women and men back on the road of how do we live our lives in a positive world and also a negative world that we allow to bring us down and make us feel inferior. Yeah. We need to always remember every single day, whether you're fighting a battle within yourself, whether you're living a past trauma, whether you had a recent trauma, whether you are dealing with a diagnosis of it's not gonna last, you're not, you have a year. Whether you are dealing with anything in your life today, remember, you have the power within yourself to be the best person, the best friend, the best entrepreneur, the best writer, the best anything in the world. Yes. Believe it and move it forward. Yes. yes. You can do anything. We put our mind to it. We really can. I mean, I thought, my God. When I dropped my oldest son off in, in Paris in 2018 for college, I thought, what am I going to do? You know what? I think I need to write my book just to heal. I, I'm going to write it to heal. And then I wrote it, and then I read it, and I thought, this needs to get published before I even let anyone see it. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is my entire life. Well, good. everybody has so much to say. People good, bad, and ugly. And I thought, if I publish this, the world is really going to know what happened to me. Okay, yeah. I'm going for it because the world needs to know. Yeah. And that's what you did. Yeah, and you know what? It is scary. And I think a lot of people are thinking about writing a book. It's scary. Like, oh, my God, if I put it out there, it's out there forever. You know what? Yes, it is. But if you're writing from your truth, 
and authenticity and you are just telling like it is, it doesn't matter if some people don't like it. No. It was your heart. It was your healing. And if you can help one person out of 20 people or whatever, then it's worth it. And, and the naysayers can go bye-bye because no matter what you do in life, you could be the most, well, there is no perfection, but you could do everything just right and they would still have a naysayer. I mean, I, I have a positivity uh, 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 Facebook page and I did something smiley, like a smiley face or something on it. And I still remember, it's like three years ago, and I still remember somebody being so negative and I'm like, how could you be negative? It's just a smiling face for crying out loud. Because right? that person hasn't come to terms with their That's own relationship right. of themselves. That's right. But they're always going to have those people because they haven't found themselves. They're just angry inside. It's like when people like come at you and they're angry. They're mm -hmm. not angry at you. They're angry at themselves because it's a reflection. They, you know, they're just reflecting on their own crap. And you can remember that. You're their mirror. Yes. And so if you can remember that and say, wait a minute, oh. and, I, and basically I just say, well, good luck to you, you know, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you're not feeling so good today. I may not say that out loud. I may just say thank you for your opinion. But, you know, it's, it's let them go on their way because that is their issue, not yours. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need to understand is don't take it in. Don't put that shit in that, in that, in that baggage because that just gets fuller. You don't need that. Yeah, it's you don't need to carry the weight of the world with you. Well, you can carry your own stuff in your baggage, but you don't want to start putting other people's stuff in there, too. Thank you for saying that. I love that. That was a perfect phrase. You yeah. can carry your own baggage with you around the world, and that baggage can get heavy. But you don't need to carry someone else's baggage. That's right. That's I love right. that. That was beautiful. Okay, so now, Patricia, I want to ask you some questions. Um... What is one thing you wish you had known before you wrote this book? One thing I wish I had done? One thing you wish you had known before you oh, wrote the book. one thing I wish I had known. Uh, I wish I would have known that I probably would want to write another one. <laughs> there you go. So here I comes number really two. Yep. Here comes number two. Um, what experience have you had in the field since you've written the book? Good and bad coming at you about the book. Tell, um, give me one good and one bad. Uh, well, the good is I'm, I'm having nothing but people contacting me and saying that they're reflecting on their own lives. I love that. Um, that's the one thing. Uh, bad? Uh, I, I, said, I haven't had any... So far, I haven't had anything negative. I love that. Thank you. You know, so. I'm, I'm glad you haven't had anything yeah. bad. That's amazing. Well, maybe I ignored it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you encounter any obstacles as you were writing this book? Just vulnerability, which I was not expecting. Uh, I, I didn't expect to break down. I mean, literally, mm -hmm. I broke down crying when I was writing one of the chapters. I'm like, holy cow, what's wrong with you? You know, but it was just pouring out of me, which mm -hmm. was a good thing because it's continually releasing stuff. I was, because you know what was interesting? It was bringing up even more and more and more stuff. Whenever, the more I wrote, the more came up. Yeah. I love that. But you know what? This is your legacy. That was all good. This is your legacy. And your legacy is going to save lives. And your legacy is going to empower the world. 
As a successful woman where you are today, what do you do to help others in the same field? Someone comes up to you and your girlfriend's like, wow, you really wrote a book. Oh my God. Like, this is kind of like what my story is. Should I write it? How do you reply? Yes. <laughs> I, the first thing I said, if it feels good, just do it. Just take action. Take it off the shelf. I mean, you know, the paperwork and everything that you've been putting up there and just do it. Because it's so important. Somebody needs to hear it, your story. Somebody needs it. No matter what, you may think your story isn't big enough. Trust me, every story is big enough. I love that. Know? Thank you. What's next? What's coming? And what are your future goals? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I, I'm excited because there's a lot of uh, uh, kind of chatter around my book, which is really cool. And so I've been getting on a lot of uh, different media, which is, for me, it's the platform that I want to help women. That is the key. Anything else that comes from this is just a bonus. For me, having this platform that I've always wanted mm -hmm. to help women, that to me it, it is the beautiful thing. So I'm looking forward to that now and, and in the future. I am hoping to write, uh, not hoping, I will write another book. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. Um, and just continued keeping that abundance of inner peace that I have. I, I, I want to always do everything I moving forward with, no matter what it may be, that I, when I'm at home in the evening, that I got peace in my heart and peace and I feel good. That, that to me is the most. And everything else just will come. And be, I want to be always be open. I want to be open to everything. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Tell me about yourself as a young child. Even though I have read it, people just joining in do have not heard the beginning of our podcast. The powerful part that I brought up when you were three years old was extremely powerful to me because we are never told how to react when we are engaging with someone we've never seen. Mm -hmm. But what other part of your life as a child do you reflect upon as your greatest strength? Uh, interesting question. Um, you know, I had and have a strength within me that I can do something. Now, I get a lot of things that mm -hmm. bombard me that say no, but there is an innate power that I've always felt that I was meant to do something. Uh, I never knew exactly what it was, but I always knew that I was supposed to do something big. And I was, you know, I didn't know how or way or, you know, and I had to go through a lot of lessons and, and, and learning a lot of things on the way. Um, but I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And everything that I thought of back in the day, and I remember even writing poems, I, and I found poems of, of way back, that'd be 40 years ago, and I'd look at them now, I'm like, oh my God, you were a pretty good writer. But everybody <laughs> else told me I wasn't. But anyway, but just that I had something, there was something inside of me, which we all have, but I wanted, I listened to it. I had an intuitive, that intuitiveness that I can, I'm gonna do something. And I don't know when, but I'm gonna do it. I love that. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. 
What have you done to improve your knowledge in this past year after you have you, you wrote the book, you found yourself, you still love wearing the beautiful, passionate, strong lipstick that empowers you of your superpower? What have you learned since your book has been published and moving forward? Well, first off, I continually learn. I am like a sponge. You know, uh, I read tons. Uh, I've always read self-help books, and, and, and but it's this book. I've learned to be even more open uh, to the world, to my friends, to people, which I would not have done. I mean, I've, I was really working on all of that, but this book just. Gave, took it to the next level, level up, and and just being more and more open, which is such a release every single day when you can be open and authentic. And, and even though I was, and I was always in the process, it, and it, I will continue to do more of it, just knowing I'm open to so much mm-hmm. and becoming a sponge of life and people, it uh, and uh, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's great. I love that that you said the word sponge because whether you've graduated at the top of your class or you graduated in a very small college or you didn't finish college and you or you didn't finish high school, there is never a time that you stop learning. Right. You continue to learn every single day, whether it is from audio, visual, watching, sitting in a cafe, listening, watching empowerment of someone up on stage to reading a quiet poem under a tree and watching a butterfly and how free they are. You are always learning. Nature is always teaching. Truth is always the most powerful statement anyone can do. Yes. So saying the word, you are like a sponge, yeah. is so true because the sponge just keeps growing. It just grows and it stops up. And, and I, I want to just really relate to people that doesn't matter where you come from. If you're educated, if you're not educated, you can do anything. You could just read because I didn't, I was a terrible student, you know, well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't study this, put it that way. But it's because I wasn't interested in it. So mm-hmm. work, look at things that you're interested in and you will excel. That's education. That's life. You know what? I, I haven't used geometry. I still, don't, I still don't know how to do geometry. Oh, my God. Never send me back to school for geometry or even algebra. But, boy, I can excel <laughs> at so many other things, you know. So don't let lack of education stop you because read, just get some books read and read the more you know the, the the more you get powerful you become and it's amazing we said it earlier that knowledge is power and just read even if it's a little book just continue on and never stop because i never thought i would be this much of an avid reader you know way back in the day because everybody said i was not that smart and all that stuff but now i i love reading and i can do so many things it's unbelievable and i ace a lot of things that I would never have thought that I'd be, if you want to put a, you know, like a educational number on it or grade on it. Exactly. Because I enjoy it. When you love things 
you do well and you excel. You know, I would, I kind of want to bring that 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 A and excel moment up for right now because in today's society, in school, in grammar school, in college, in grad school, wherever you are, of course, you can be valedictorian. Of course, you could be the worst student but have the best grades. Of course, you can be the, I got the question, I got the question, or you can be the silent person in the back of the classroom, being the sponge and learning and moving. We need to stop putting labels on things. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody is capable of learning. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I because I and I hate the labels because they I was labeled, you know, back. Then. I was labeled and labeled and labeled and labeled. Yeah, yeah. And so then you feel like, oh my God! But if you just want to be willing to learn, that's and, and getting teachers and everything just to help us learn, learn. Let's just all learn. You know, the more we know, the more we is better. So it, it's just um, having that inner thing and I know that so many people want to learn they do you know and maybe just go to the library start reading just learn 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 as much as you possibly can that if anything will get you everywhere mm -hmm. exactly exactly yeah. and if you're not a good reader get it on audio well that's what the beautiful thing is you don't even have to read anymore you can just have it you can just listen to it and <laughs> listen to audio all the time yeah all the time yeah. exactly what are the best resources that have helped you along your way in life? The best resources, uh, books, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, gosh, that's a good one. You're stumping me here. <laughs> uh, resource. I mean, I think of life as just a resource. You know what? That's. You know what? I'm going to say this. I'm a listener and uh, and an observer. So I would say my own personal resources that I listen to others well because I don't want to miss anything and I want them to be seen, but I also want to observe to see what, do they have issues, what's going on, or you know where are they coming from? But if I don't listen, then I don't learn. So I would have to say their life resources more than anything you know rather than just actual tools um, because awareness has really uh, created a completely different uh, perception to me of others and of situations changing your perception one of my most favorite uh, tools or quotes is Wayne Dyer's change the way to look you look at things the things you look at change so I use those kind of resources and say, if there's some kind of a situation going on, I'm like, okay, Patricia, let's change the way you're looking at this. You know, for example, if you're looking at a flower, you always look at it down, right? Right. Maybe you should get on the ground and look at it up. Well, how can you, what, what can I look at this differently to maybe make a situation? You know, because I'm in real estate also. I sell, I've been selling real estate for years in addition, uh, which I love, by the way. And... I have to use those words a lot. Like I gotta, you know, how do I? How do, I need to change the way I look at this. So I would have to say life resources besides books. You know, I really 
pull down life's resources, which is awareness and uh, listening and observing. Beautiful. Beautiful answer. I've never had someone give me an answer like that before. Absolutely beautiful. What would you like to leave the audience with that will inspire them to begin now? Tomorrow never comes. <laughs> you know? So, uh, and I want you to look at and say to yourself, this is the this is the first day of the rest of my life. Now, I don't care if you're 20, 40, or 70. And you may, we don't know if we have one day left or if we got 30 years left. It's the first day of the rest of your life. Because I hear a lot of people say, I don't have time to do that. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm, you know, I, I can't change my ways. Yes, you can do anything. And, but you must start now. Because to, when you keep putting things off, you, you, you get more, you even get angry at yourself, even if you just start baby steps. So I would encourage people if they want to do something and they have it in their thing, whether it be writing a book or changing their life, take a baby step because when you overwhelm yourself by trying to do too much too quickly, you give up. But when you do baby steps and take one step at a time and you get past that one baby goal and you go, whoa, I did it, celebrate yourself on every single baby step you're going to want to take the next step and you're going to want to take the next step. So that's what I would say. And I just start. Thank you. Thank you so much, Patricia Love. And everybody who has signed in late and is quite unsure of what the podcast was about other than learning, growing, never giving up, and believing in yourself 100% because you're the only you in the world. And that makes you perfect. So... With that being said, this is Patricia Love, and this is her number one best-selling book, Seen and Unheard, A Little Girl's Journey from journey from Silence to Empowerment. But I'm going to show you the cover one more time because I'm looking at it, and this is the strongest book cover I have ever seen in my entire life, and I have seen many books. So this is the book cover right here. Let me get, oh, right here. There we go. Look at the power of the nose, the finger, and the red lips. How many times have you gone through life and someone has done to you? No, 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 no. Put your red lips on if you're a female, whatever favorite color it is. Stand up strong, own your power, speak your truth, and do what you want to do at 100% capacity. And never let someone tell you you don't have a voice because That's we right. all have a voice. And you said something that relates to something I say every single time when I'm ending my podcast. You said, look at things differently. Instead of looking down upon the flower, look up underneath the flower. So I'm going to reply back to that with, if you are ever looking down upon a person, it is to pick them up and praise them and send them off with love. Beautiful. Patricia Love, you are amazing. This oh. book is so empowering. I literally, guys, I have like dog-eared this. I have like highlighted parts of this book that has hit me 
home in the heart in my soul in my very existence that Patricia lived through life in very similar ways that I did but we were not strong enough then but we are strong enough now yes we are so keep moving forward no matter where you are in life never give up don't let anyone tell you you can't do it if they say you're not smart enough say watch me and then when you see them in the field or wherever they are one day or in a city say hello I'm Patricia Love how are you and keep moving so Patricia what else would you like to say to our audience other than I, I love our audience. Thank you so much for everyone for joining. Thank you for all the love. Maria, you are my number one fan for Live with Dom Marie. You always have incredible wisdom to share with us, and I thank you so much for that. Patricia, your turn. Say, yeah, I just want to say thank you for, some, for having me. This is fabulous. I, I love sharing and, and, and bringing a platform where women need to be seen and heard. And I do want to tell everyone out there, if this is man or woman, is that again, you do have the power within you to be as strong as you want and build that confidence. You have it within you. You just need to ignite it and shine like that diamond that you were meant to, meant to shine. You got this. You're brilliant. That was beautifully said again. Thank you so much, Patricia. I Thank hope you. that one day we run into each other in a bookstore or we're both on stage building well, I up. You, I may be coming down to Dana Point here, you know, well, moving down there. Well, you better let me know because yeah. uh, uh, there's a lot of brand new homes down here, by the way. They're really, really nice. <laughs> I'm checking it out. I got my realtor down there looking at stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. That would yeah. be amazing. I'm definitely coming down soon and definitely meet you, meeting you. You're Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Patricia Love, I love you. And thank you for writing this empowering book. And I hope that one day you call me and you say, Marie, it's in the schools. Yes. Sounds good to me. All right. Congratulations. All right. Thanks, everybody. Keep being number one bestseller and just keep inspiring the world. Thank you. Have a great one, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.